L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they've partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your park and get there with family and friends. With more than 400 national park sites in the U.S., there are beautiful surprises to be found in every corner of the country. There's probably one closer than you think. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. This week, how well do you know your national parks? We put our knowledge to the test with an online national park trivia quiz, plus the latest travel news during the coronavirus pandemic, and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. everybody and welcome to RV Miles, your home for RV and camping news. I don't say this stuff anymore. I haven't said this in like a year, have I? <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome to episode 138 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. <laughs> and we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week we talk all things outdoors, from RVs to travel destinations, news, gear, our national parks, and a whole lot more. That was off book and it was still wrong because <laughs> it's not written in the show notes so I was making it up <laughs> well thank you Willie Nelson yeah. <laughs> welcome I'm wearing my Willie Nelson bandana because I need a shower <laughs> hey how's everybody's haircuts doing right now oh the children like Ethan's hair has gotten so long he needs a cut it's gotten so long that like if you push it back from his forehead you can see his tan line so. My uh, my my hair is great because uh, I had to shave my head a few months. You ago. did. So I, I think got, we're gonna have to go after. Shaved. We're gonna have to go out around the ears, though. It's starting to get a yeah, little. I, I did a little little trim. Around oh, did the you? Ears, I okay. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't even notice. I uh, left. I see. I have clippers, so I could really do it right. But my clippers are in Kansas City, yeah. which is not helpful. We should have them mailed up here. We should. I mean, we are in one place for a while. We should. Might we as should. well have some mail sent. Hey, we got a lot of fun stuff on the show for you today. <laughs> we we're going to try to keep this sort of coronavirus light because we're a little right. overwhelmed with the amount of coronavirus stuff out there. Uh, but we are going to go through a few of the new travel things that we know about. Yeah, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's knowledge is power, right? So it's important that we discuss it. I think you and I also are a little, uh, our cup runneth over because we're very happy that we can continue to go live over on the RV Miles Facebook page. Uh, but our lives right now have really been about real-time updates as to what's happening. So if that's really important to you, I highly encourage you to go over and check out our past videos or just make sure that you like the channel or like the page so that you know you can keep up to date when we go live again. Thankfully, it does seem like things are starting to slow down a little bit. Like there's a new norm now. Like yeah. we, we kind of all know people what to expect. People are getting into the groove of this. There are people yeah. that are not wanting to be in the groove of this, but... Groove is in the heart. Hey, you hey, know what I'm saying? We're all, we're all in this together and... Uh, Wow, we are we we got a little bit of cabin fever going on right here. A little right now. bit. I imagine some people have it worse than us though, because we're able to be outside in this wonderful air. We are recording outside right now on the picnic table at our campsite here at uh, Verde Ranch RV Resort. And uh, yeah, and you know what? This is actually coming out a little bit late. It's coming out about a day late, and that's because we had 
cabin fever yesterday that made all of us really, really grumpy. Oh, we were. And Jason and I, full disclosure, let's just, you know, be honest. We were not able to sit down with well, each other Abby, and do this yesterday. Abby had this brilliant idea. Uh, I'm it call was you out brilliant. No, that's fine. It was brilliant. You just didn't play the, by the, the rules. We, we do a segment where we make fun of each other. <laughs> no, no. Talk see, about this is, quirky things about each other for a while. There is a difference. I think this Abby is, did not like the things that I brought up. So <laughs> here's here the difference. Can of talk, can of finish, can of finish. So I think the difference in my mind was that I thought it would be fun as you're, you know, stuck in the same space with someone for long periods of time, 24, seven, 365, you begin to learn some of their really endearing and quirky little habits. And Jason and I both have those. And I thought, what a fun segment to talk about the cute little things we've learned, like Jason's knowledge of 70 music is totally impressive. Uh, Jason thought that meant, let me make fun of Abby for all of the things that she does. And so things got a little tense on the podcast. I came and up, I may I have thought, used like, you're being a little, mm, and I then spent, we knew we had to stop. I spent all day, all day coming up with two things that I thought <laughs> oh my gosh those are the not, two best things you that, can... that would not upset oh, no. you but would be okay to say and it didn't work <laughs> those were the two yes, nicest that's all things you could say about me no it wasn't about saying nice things about each other the idea was to say quirky things about each other you, you anyway this is why it got anyway, cut from the show also there's a spider crawling on there is a, there's a spider if you're watching on YouTube we are we Ooh. are now we should say that we're mm-hmm. we are putting these out on YouTube now. So if you're if if we mention things that are visual, <laughs> then yes. I'm sorry because <laughs> yes. we're because we're adjusting to the new norm of being on camera for these. But there is a spider crawling across the camera right now, so it may, it may end up down on the lens at some point. I'm gonna keep a real strong like <laughs> one eye on it the whole time because if that thing comes for me, I, I'm out. I'm out. We're gonna have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what we know uh, about travel right now. Uh, just announced moments ago as we're recording. The state of Virginia is on a shelter-in-place order, and that shelter-in-place order includes campgrounds closing down to anybody except for long-term reservations, which I think is a is a decent compromise. And that's instead of closing campgrounds down, let's say open them up to people that will be monthly. Uh, I'll take that over the alternative. I'll take that over the alternative. I do wish that it included, though, accepting new monthlies. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, That's what I'm it saying. does. I thought yes. you were saying it no. only applies to those already in the no. campground staying for a long term. You're right. I agree with you on that one, Mr. Epperson. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's happening. Um, there are now these checkpoints at the Florida border and at the Texas border, I believe, or they've talked about doing them at the Texas border. I think it's at the Texas border going up into the Texas, Louisiana border. I don't think it's the entire Texas border, just the border between Texas and Louisiana. And I believe in Florida, it's only in the panhandle as well. But the idea is to keep, to, to, to stop people that are from hotspot zones, like, Louisiana and New York. Um, they're looking at license plates and diverting you into another lane. This just started happening. Uh, they announced it a couple days ago, but they just started doing it in Florida yesterday. And the reports that we have are that uh, uh, it is jam packed and that maybe they even stopped for a bit because it, because the, it was the backup so, was so yeah. bad. But what they're doing is they're not disallowing anybody from coming in, but they're, they're saying they're asking you questions about your health um, if you're, you know, feeling sick or anything, and they're taking down your information 
And if you are from one of these hotspot areas, they're requiring you to self-quarantine for 14 days. I don't know how they enforce that, but they are taking yeah. your information down and uh, they're, they say they will be doing follow-ups as well. So if you want to avoid that, don't be traveling into Florida. Uh, I think it's a bad idea to be traveling into Florida in the first place unless you really, really have to get home to Florida. Yeah. I wonder if they call you and they're just like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you at right now? Uh, you know, I think it's important to point out with these checkpoints so far, they're not administering any kind of testing. They're not taking your temperature or anything like that. They're just asking. So they're asking you on good faith to be honest with how you're feeling when you arrive there, but they are not testing anyone at those checkpoints for COVID-19. I want to add another thing here uh, about BLM land, Bureau of Land Management land. A lot of people are planning on boondocking as their their backup or their alternative or their main shelter in place uh, option right now. And there are some issues that are happening here in Arizona with Boondocking. This is the Colorado River District of the Bureau of Land Management. If you don't know, Bureau of Land Management has a ton of land in the West and lots of people boondock on it. But particularly in these long-term visitor areas in uh, in Southern Arizona around Quartzsite and Yuma, where uh, you pay like $120 and you get to stay for, for the winter and then they have access to uh, dumping and freshwater and trash pickup. Well, Um, This is a statement currently from the Bureau of Land Management. Currently, the La Posa North, Southwest, and Tyson Wash LTVAs, long-term visitor areas, south of Quartzsite, Arizona, and Imperial Dam LTVA in California, remain open to the public, but currently are at maximum capacity. Dispersed camping areas near the LTVAs are also full. Now, we're hearing from a lot of people that they're not at maximum capacity. They're, they're not that busy at all. But Bureau of Land Management's definition of at capacity is a little different right now because they want people Social. separated. Now, April 15th, every year, these LTVAs end. That 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 permit for, for the winter ends. Uh, you can still camp there, but you can only camp for 14 days at a time. BLM is saying that they will not be relaxing that restriction so that there will be a 14 day limit and it goes up to, I think, $10 a night. They're also not guaranteeing that there will be water, sewer and trash pickup. Uh, so or so a dump station or, or pump outs and uh, and trash pickup might not be there. So that might not be an ideal option as your backup plan if you are somebody that is in an area like we are. And there are other areas that we know of that boondocking has been totally closed down. As we've mentioned several times, uh, the three counties around Moab, Utah, and and some other places around the country, usually county-based, there are some places where they do not want any out-of-town travelers at all. Just from what we're hearing and the people that we've talked to and the people that have talked to rangers, these kind of first accounts that we're hearing, we're just kind of suggesting to anyone who's looking at BLM land or dispersed camping as their backup when they finish up at a campground reservation that they have, um, you really might want to think about having a a backup to that backup. Yes, Because it does seem like we've had a couple people share with us that they have spoken to rangers in national forests that have heard through the grapevine or in their communication, which they fully admit is very, very poor right now, that there is a possibility that BLM land will start to close, that that will no longer become an option. And so this is why at this particular stage in the game, 
we are just kind of really advocating that if you can try to find a private campground to sit down in for a while, you know, I and have a backup to that as well. Yeah. We've got a backup to this. We've got a, and we've got a backup to that, you know, because we know things are going to change so rapidly and you're only going to get, you know, sometimes 24 to 48, maybe if you're lucky, 72 hours notice. So just really don't think that that's where you're going to go if things get crazy, because you might not be able to go there. I don't think things are going to get crazy, but I just don't think that BLM land is like should be everyone's. This is my backup. Yeah. Did you feel that 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 wind that just blew through? It's like mm-hmm. warm. There's this warm air. Yes. We've heard it over the microphone. There's a warm wind that just blew through it's been in the it's been in like the 60s the last few days and it's starting to warm up here we're gonna see some cool. 80s starting next week which is i love I some days of 70s can we just have 70s for a while why are <laughs> well, we going from 60s to 80s i but. think it's upper 70s uh, okay. in okay. low 80s but you know it it's april in arizona here we go <laughs> you know all right one more thing about coronavirus and how it's affecting travel uh koa toby o'rourke the ceo and uh uh, president of KOA put out a, a video talking about what the KOA campgrounds are doing. There are 500 KOA campgrounds across the country or more, I think. And so they're sort of the biggest organization of campgrounds. So I just wanted to play for you a bit of this video so you can hear about you know their perspective on this and what KOAs are doing. The 19 has definitely turned the travel and hospitality industry upside down and camping is no different. In the past couple of weeks, we've had a large number of reservations, primarily for March and April business. Makes complete sense because so many people have had to change their travel plans. We're trying to make that change process as easy as possible for our campers. We've put in place a flexible cancellation policy and we're working with them to move their reservations to later in the summer. Right now, our future business is holding strong and I'm very optimistic. We have a great summer and fall camping season ahead. Now, many of our KOAs, most all of our KOAs, are open and operating right now per usual, unless they're typically closed for seasonality this time of year. We have had about a dozen KOAs that have been closed by local or state ordinances, and you can find that list of KOAs on our homepage at any time right off of KOA.com. As we know, a number of states are putting in place stay-at-home or shelter-in-place measures, and we're trying to make sure our campgrounds can stay open during those times. Campgrounds are an essential business in that they service not only short-term and long-term RVers, but we also host traveling medical workers and nurses and utility workers, which are becoming more and more important at this time. Our campgrounds have stores that serve the communities and we often sell fuel and propane. We know there's a large number of people that full-time RV. We wanna make sure nobody is displaced. So we're working to ensure that campgrounds are kept open and accessible at this time. At KOA, we're taking this coronavirus situation very seriously. We've put in place a lot of operational changes to ensure the safety of our employees and the public. You'll see measures at our campgrounds that limit group gatherings and promote social distancing. For example, we're putting in place new ways that people can check in when they arrive at the campground. And you might see some of our recreation areas and group gathering spaces closed. We're also following the CDC guidelines to ensure proper cleaning of all of our facilities. We wanna be an active member in our communities in helping fight this virus. I know it's very difficult right now for everybody, but I really believe that once we can get through this, camping is going to be essential for the recovery of the nation. At KOA, our mission is connecting people to the outdoors and to each other. And those are the two things right now that people are craving the most connection to. 
Coronavirus is changing our lives now, but what it can't change is that camping is timeless and treasured by millions of North Americans. I hope you and your families are staying safe and healthy, and we really look forward to seeing you at our campgrounds, or at least on the road and back on the trails soon. Toby was coming from her backyard uh, by a campfire for that video. I'm hoping to get Toby on the show at some point. Uh, yeah, that'd be really wonderful when, to when talk to her. Over. So anyway, what, what are y'all doing during this? <laughs> we're, we've been talking about like, okay, now we're here. Now we're here, right? We're we're staying put. What are we, we are not getting out of the campground other than to go to the grocery store. What are some things that we can do to pass the time and things that will be helpful for our future travel? So besides watching all the things, let's <laughs> right, just assume right. that we've, we're all we've watching a lot, of, a, a of, lot watching. of TV, a lot of we're watching a lot of movies. Let's just assume that that is happening. <laughs> um, and what's interesting is the difference between uh, watching all the things when you have kids and watching all the things when you don't have kids. Those who don't have kids get at it for me because I know y'all are, are just go blasting through seasons so much faster than I can. So keep watching all those things for me. So we've, we've come up with a, a list of a few things that we want to work on while mm -hmm. we're sitting here. And one of those, can uh, I call them the honey do list? Because <laughs> oh, I know boy. that's like one of your, fit. <laughs> oh, like you're, you're almost, dare I say it triggered. Do at I this need to point. make a honey do list for you? <laughs> no, because every single day of my life is a honey do uh, list. Oh. It's true. It's true. Oh, no sound effects. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where are the sound Try effects? Try it again. <laughs> I'll be here till May 15th. Okay. So one of the things um, that I want to get done is we have this cub blind spot detection system. We had them on the on the show a few weeks, I think in January. And it's a it's a aftermarket blind spot detection system like most new vehicles have, but it's for your trailer. So there's two little sensors that go on the sides of the back of the trailer. And I, I, I mean, I haven't opened it up and figured out all the things I need to do and to install it, but I want to get that done. Although access to like Home Depot, I, I mean, if I need little things, I suppose I could go, but. Well, maybe my suggestion for that would be just to open everything up, take inventory of what we have and yeah. what you would need, write everything down and then go, you know, make a run really yeah, quick. Combine that or, or combine you it know? with one of our grocery trips to right. Walmart. Yeah. Um, we know pretty soon that we're going to need to refill one of our propane tanks. So combined it with that. Yeah. Um, we, I have this thought that while we're sitting here at a, a full hookup park, this would be a good time to figure out uh, our water uses because yeah. we haven't boondocked in this trailer at all. You, know, you Most of you know that w a month after we got on the road with it, I had my infection and then we were stuck in Minot, North Dakota for several months. And then, then the we holidays. stayed with family over the holidays. Then your surgery. And I had another surgery. Then we headed to then uh, family. family again in California. So, so listen, we haven't actually stretched the legs right. of travel in this trailer at all. And we've had it for almost a year. I mean, this was supposed to be our big stretch of travel and trying everything out. And now here we are again spending months on end in one place. So what I want to do is figure out how much water we use to see how many days that we can go without water um, or, you know, without sewer. So I think what we're going to do is spend a few days, fill up the fresh water tank, turn the pump on, uh, 
close up the, you know, just close up the sewer and uh, and see how far we can get. Yeah. And he insists on filming this. So it's literally <laughs> just going to be a video of me going, stop using so much water. Stop using so much water. You know, water. we'll put into practice, like, use. Do you need that much water? Very little water if we can. But um, just to, we just need to know how, how long we can go. I mean, we've got we a, we've got a good idea how long how much water we we use when we're parked with, with a sewer. Um, yeah. We haven't even, I don't think we've been in a campground without sewer yet in this trailer. No. or we, No, we've been in a couple. Yes. Yeah. Early on, we've been in a couple campgrounds without sewer, but we have, we have the little, you know, the little blue the boy, poop wagon. Poop wagon. Yeah. Um, we've got the poop wagon. Which we don't um, use for poop. We use it for gray no, water. No, gray water. But, but we've har- I don't even think we've hardly used that. I mean, we... We used it like the first couple weeks we yeah. were camping in North Dakota and that was it. Yeah. So we have a bunch of small little projects like that. There's a few things cosmetically inside the RV that we need to fix up that unfortunately um, are not due to us wanting them to be different, but... You know, that's what happens when you buy a 2020 trailer. I fixed four leaks the other day. I don't want to talk about it. Four. I don't think I can be nice about it on the podcast. And they were all things. They were all (laughs) hand twist, hand tighten things, you know, where where your faucet is connected under the cabinet, where the water line is connected by the toilet. It's just that somebody or, or a host of people couldn't be bothered to take five extra seconds to tighten up all the water lines. Yeah. And yeah. so then we dealt with well, water leaks. And now I, now I feel though that that's like, that's going to be maybe like a monthly thing that I just go around yeah. and, and tighten because those are probably <laughs> things that can loosen as well. Yeah. But the one thing that we didn't notice that, that we don't know how long it's been leaking is our black tank flush. Uh, because that was sort of underneath and didn't do any damage really or anything, but like that, but our, it's something that no. you don't use constantly. So you don't always see it happening. I think it was a fairly new leak because what, how we found it was that you had flushed the black tank. And then the next day I was cleaning up cause that, that line is in the boys room. So yeah. I was doing a little cleaning in there and they have some stuff on the floor in between their two little seats where the dinette is. And I picked something up and it was wet. And I thought, Oh, somebody spilled a cup of water in here and they didn't say anything. That's so frustrating. But then it didn't seem to me like it was like a, cup of water it was awful cold and it looked like it had been there and then sure as whatever i looked and i could tell that right there along the base of the seat there was water and i thought i'll be a son of a gun we have another water yeah and the reason i didn't i don't know if it was new or not is because i just i flushed the black tank for a very long time yeah. that time so I you know who knows well it didn't seem like that there looked like there was any long-term damage of water that had dried inside that seat like once we had to you know get in there and what a waste of space we're gonna figure out how to use yeah, that area come on Heartland like they just you lift up the seat and you've never been able to lift it up and use it as storage they've it got it bolted down, down. Yeah. so when he took he did the bolts lifted it up there's some water lines in there And there's just this big open space. So I said to him, we got to figure out a way that we can like put a shelf in here or build in a shelf or something that we could do something that becomes long-term storage that A, we can still get to the water lines if need be, but what a huge amount of space in there that's just not being used. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so I don't know. That's we'll put, another oh, that's another project. There's a project. There's another project for you. There's so my my ideas for myself during all of this is to just go around and find projects for Jason. <laughs> that sounds that sounds incredible. That's really all I've got. <laughs> like I'm just going to go around and be like, hey, let's let's fix this. Hey, let's fix that. So All right, we got a lot of fun <laughs> stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we'll have the answer to last week's brain teaser and then we're going to take some national park trivia. Are we? We are. Are you going to be asking me and then I have We're to We're going to go back and forth. We're going to go back and forth. Okay. You love to do this. To me. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be right back. RV Miles is sponsored by Harvest Hosts. Have you been considering a Harvest Hosts membership? With 2020 in full swing, now is the perfect time to become a Harvest Host member and start enjoying access to a network of over 900 wineries, farms, breweries, museums, and other unique attractions that invite RVers to visit and stay overnight. To save 15% on your Harvest Host membership, head over to rvmiles.com slash harvesthosts. That's 15% off a Harvest Host membership for RV Miles listeners over at rvmiles.com slash harvesthosts. All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser. Abby, this was your brain teaser. It uh, sure so was. Why don't you uh, Why don't you read this one for us and give us the answer? I would gladly read okay. it. Thank you for inviting me to do that. Uh, you walk across a bridge and you see a boat full of people, yet there isn't a single person on board. How is that possible? I I love the how is this possible brain teasers because <laughs> they always have terrible what answers. What do you mean? So please go ahead with the answer to this one. <laughs> well, the reason it's possible is because all the people on the boat are married. Not a single person There's on board. There's not a single person on board. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, that's a horn blast. <laughs> we have difference of opinion on that one. <laughs> All right, it's time for our National Parks Trivia Challenge. Are you ready for this? This is a trivia game from the National Parks Conservation Association Love on their website. Guys. So we're going to ask each other some questions here. Do okay. you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, yes, I will go first. Meaning you'll ask Meaning me. I will. She's yes. reading the question right now and deciding <laughs> who is going first. That's what's uh, you happening. You read this to me. You read this to me. This okay. is a good one for me because yes. I already know the answer. Which national park was one of the locations for Luke Skywalker's home planet of Tatooine in Star Wars? Was it Death Valley National Park, Joshua Tree National Park, Craters of the Moon National Monument and Preserve, or Arches National Park? That is going to be... Craters of the Moon National Park. Uh, you're wrong. What? <laughs> oh no! It was yeah. Death Valley. Yes, it's Death Valley. <laughs> I think this is right. Let me point out that she pressed the applause button, not me. <laughs> All right, next question. You oh, ask me. Craters of the Moon was used for the practice of the moon landing. Yeah, that's that's totally different 
than Star Wars. <gasps> so it's all in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, no, actually, the moon is in our galaxy. It's not in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. It is really far right, to get to it, though. Two hundred and eighty-nine thousand miles. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Uh, which was the first national park established for the purpose of protecting man-made structures? New River Gorge, National Mall and Memorial Parks, Fort Caroline National Memorial, or Mesa Verde National Park? Ooh. I, w- I think I would have had a harder time with this one if they picked different uh, alternate answers, but I think the answer is Mesa Verde. Correct. It was established in 1906 by President Theodore Roosevelt, who signed it as Mesa Verde National Park, and it is located in southwestern Colorado. Abby, which site is the world's first national park cave? Is it Wind Cave National Park, Oregon Caves National Monument and Preserve, Carlsbad Caverns, or Mammoth Cave? Ooh. Um, uh... I want to say Mammoth, but part of me thinks it's Wind Cave, too, because um, I know Wind Cave was like somewhere around 1906, 1907. Those were both early, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I'm having a hard time remembering which one went first. I'm going to go ahead and go Mammoth, um, but I'm not. I'm wrong. Yeah, it, it was, was Wind, Cave. Wind Cave. Wind Cave National Park in South Dakota uh, became the country's eighth national park in 1903. 1903. Wind Cave, a sacred site for many Native American tribes, is named for the gusts of wind that blow in and out of the natural entrance. Boy, I'm really making my case here. <laughs> All right. It's amazing. Uh, which of these national parks is the only park to bid to host the Olympic Games? Yosemite Olympic Mississippi National River and Recreation Area or the Rocky Mountain National Park? I don't know this. Oh man, Do this you? is this is ch- so I'm I'm guessing uh, part of the Winter Games because obviously it couldn't be the whole thing. Well, it just says Olympic Games. It doesn't even say if it was summer or winter. It just says Olympic. Oh, it could be summer as well. Yeah, that's why this is a tricky one. Okay, so the, here's my thought process. First I was thinking Winter Games at like no, there's no ski runs in Yosemite or Rock. So now I'm think thinking, it's na- I'm thinking it's water. I'm thinking it's water events in the Mississippi National River and Recreation Area. Final answer. Final answer. Why do you say it when we got a button? <laughs> in its early days, Yosemite National Park was a popular summer destination, but few visitors made the trip once the winter settled in. So it looks like they put a bid in for the 1928 Olympic Games. Uh, and this was done by uh, Don Tresseter, the concessionaire at the time. That would be a horrible idea. Yeah, and to host the, uh, it looks like he decided that Yosemite should compete to host the following edition of the games in 1932. Terrible, terrible That's idea. That's just okay. awful idea. Which national park site contains the most lighthouses? Mm. Is it Isle Royale, Port Reyes National Seashore, Cape Cod National Seashore, or Apostle Islands National Seashore? Um, I think... It's Apostle Islands just based off the America's National Parks episode that we did. I think there's 12 at Apostle Islands, but I don't know enough about Cape Cod and um, Point Reyes. Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah, it's going to be my final answer. Correct. Woo! Oh, there's... Wow, Wait. that's not... <laughs> there's the one. 
There's the There's one. There's actually 50. Nine are- of the 50 lighthouses cared for by the National Park Service are located within Apostle Island. Oh, okay. So there are nine. So I said there were 12. There were nine. My bad. Making it the national park site with the most lighthouses. All of them were built in the 19th century. That's one of my um, most memorable episodes that we've ever done of America's National Parks podcast just because the story of that woman being abandoned alone with those kids on the island and then her reaction to it. Not what I would have expected from a woman in the early 20th century. (laughs) No. It was more like my reaction. Um, (laughs) All right. I need to give you a question now. Yes. Um, Which National Park site is furthest south? Um, there's one that I really feel like I can't even attempt to pronounce. <laughs> Hana? No, that, no, that's not even right. Um, in regards to how you say it. National Historical Park. Yeah. And I apologize that I don't know how to say it. I prefer not to say it rather than butcher it. Um, Everglades National Park. Big Bend National Park or the National Park of American Samoa. Man, this is going to be, I'm going to, this is going to be bad geography on my part. Yeah. I'm going to say American Samoa. I was leaning towards that or Everglades. It is National Park of the American Samoa is the only U.S. National Park. Golf clap. It is the only national park in the Southern Hemisphere. This spectacular landscape and seascape includes sections of three volcanic islands and is located roughly 2,600 miles southwest of Hawaii. I didn't realize American Samoa was in the Southern Hemisphere. I mean, I, I knew it was either. like over there somewhere. I wonder if there's a cool story there we could do for America's <laughs> National Parks. Um, all right, my turn. Which of these sites was the first national park designated east of oh, the Mississippi no. River? No, 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 no. Was it the National Mall and Memorial Parks, Acadia National Park, Shenandoah National Park, or Mackinac National Park. Mm. Mackinac National Park, of course, doesn't exist anymore, but no, Mackinac Island Mackinac was Island. a National uh, Park Service site. Uh, uh, we just did an episode on Shenandoah, too. That's uh-huh. like the newest episode, and I mm-hmm. wasn't there for the mm-hmm. discussion of when it became a park. Um, I, I don't believe it's the National Mall. I don't believe it's Acadia. I'm torn between Shenandoah and Mackinac. Um, oh, and we've done episodes on both of those too. And I feel like I should know this. Uh, I am going to go with Shenandoah. Shenandoah National Park is, is wrong. incorrect. It was Mackinac oh. National Park on northern Michigan's Mackinac Island. Darn. Just three years after President Ulysses S. Grant signed the bill creating Yellowstone, he signed another bill establishing Mackinac. Mm. Yeah, I should have gone with my impulse. Come with your gut. Yep, gut led me wrong. Uh, all right, you're up. Let's see here. Which is the largest national park site? Denali, Yellowstone, Wrangell St. Elias, or the Everglades? Wrangell St. Elias. Oh wow, you didn't even need to think about that. You are correct. Yes, it covers over eight million <laughs> acres. <you> that. <laughs> I know you really like to be celebrated when you get something right. <laughs> oh, come on. This one? Okay. Which is the smallest national Arr. park site, Abby? <laughs> this is a great this is a great one. Ugh. Which is the smallest national park site? Belmont Paul Women's Equality National mm. Monument. African Burial Ground National Monument. 
Thaddeus Koskizoku National Memorial. That is an awesome last name. I wish I knew how to Kos- say it. Koskizoku? It's or the Polish. General Grant National Memorial. Oh, man. I, I, I don't even think I know this one. I don't. We have. I, think I don't I know. Ugh, this one. Um, I, well, can can I can I finish? Uh, can I get the I'm going to go with either Belmont Paul or Thaddeus. You can't go with either. You got to go with one. I know. And I think that means I'm going to pick Belmont Paul. Wrong. It was the, that he, the man. National Park Service preserves epic tales of war and freedom in just 0.02 acres of space, about 80 square meters, at the Thaddeus Kosciuszko yes. National Memorial in Pennsylvania. I'm so sorry. I'm butchering the heck out of that. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to go off the picture that they gave, and the, the Belmont Paul House looked smaller than the Thaddeus, which is why I went with it. But uh, bugger. All right. Which of these national parks is the snowiest? Is it Gates of the Arctic National Park, Denali National Park, Ice Age National Scenic Trail, or Mount Rainier National Park? This is hard, um, but I'm going to go with Gates of the Arctic. Going to go with Gates of the Arctic? Okay. Um, That is incorrect. It is Mount Rainier National Park. Really? It is. Mount Rainier uh, is they the get, snowiest. According to this, they get 640 inches of snow per year. Or they averaged, I should say. Between 1920 and 2011, they averaged 640 inches. With a record total of 1,122 inches over the winter of 1971 to 1972. Holy moly. That is a lot of snow. That is, that a, is lot a lot of snow. snow. All right, that Aww. was that was that was our challenge. Essentially, we're seven out of ten. We're a park explorer. Good job. Well, you know, I, I you. really let the <laughs> let myself down there. We'll put a link to that quiz in the show notes so you can take it now that you know all the answers. <laughs> yeah, no, now you can be the ultimate park explorer. And we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have our fresh tank black take segment, and we're going to have the new brain teaser. We'll be right back. RV Miles is sponsored by the Highway Weather app. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point in your route, adjusted for your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did we mention that all of that's included free in the app? But for subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. Uh, now that the maintenance man who was doing some trimming around the site beside us is gone, we can come back to the show. Lawn care. Just, just as we took a break, the guy pulled up in a <laughs> golf cart, pulls out a trimmer and starts trimming down some, some beautiful flowers. Okay. It, was, it was hard to watch. I'm sure there was a reason behind it. We are back with our fresh tank black tank segment where we talk about the good the bad and the stinky happening in the world right now abby what is your black tank for this week uh 
Well, my first immediate black tank is that the spider has disappeared off of the camera, and I don't know where it went. Oh, you're so you're you so don't I, like that it's gone. I don't. I don't trust it. <laughs> so I'm black tanking that it left before I could. Uh, but really, my one big black tank for this week. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but. Uh, as we have all been trying to figure out where as full-time RVers or as RVers in general, where we can shelter in place, where we can stay long term, there has been this sort of nasty underlying dialogue that has started. And that is that the assumption that if you are full-time, that you are a wealthy individual and that you have a sticks and bricks to go home to. And if you're not a wealthy individual, then you shouldn't be RVing. Now, this is insane to me. This is insane, the sort of comments and these sort of elitist, you know, ideas that RVing is only for people who can afford a sticks and bricks or who can afford really expensive rigs and that all the rest of us should just be sitting at home. That is no good with me. Don't come at me with that kind of comment. I've seen it in some Facebook groups. I've seen it elsewhere. But RVing is not just for a particular demographic. RVing is for everyone. The campground is for everyone. It does not matter whether you make X amount of dollars every single year. It doesn't matter if you're in a tent, a travel trailer, a fifth wheel, a class A, a class B, a class C. You are always Welcome at the campground and don't shame those people because they can't go sit down at a twelve or thirteen hundred dollar a month campground. Yeah, we're particularly seeing this now in in the wake of the coronavirus and people being displaced and not having a place to go. And look, I don't have time with that. And if you've got a platform where people are listening, don't spread that kind of hate. Don't spread that kind of ignorance. RVing is for everybody and it does not matter how much money you have in your pocket. You are welcome at my campfire every single day. Unless you're like mean. Unless right now, (laughs) if you're mean, stay back. But you know what? That doesn't have anything to do with money. But although right now you're not welcome at my campfire because we're all doing a little physical distancing. But you know what? When we're back at this, you will see me looking for those $10 campgrounds because I will always look for them (laughs) and I will be proud when I find them. All right. What is your fresh tank for this Uh, week? My fresh tank this week just landed in my lap a little bit ago and it is given to me by who might be the nicest actor in all of Hollywood, John Krasinski. So he just launched this thing called Some Good News, SGN. (laughs) <laughs> so the the guy the maintenance guy is back now he has a leaf blower and he's blowing the trimmings off the road why didn't he just bring that with him it's okay can you can, can i go ahead and you go continue? go ahead okay and continue. Go ahead and so john krasinski launched uh it's just the first video dropped yesterday it's called some good news with john krasinski and it is his attempt to just spread some good news he has an amazing interview with steve carell in it as well because the office just celebrated 15 years But it just was, I laughed, I cried, I got all kinds of feels, and that's exactly what something titled Some Good News should do. So basically, he's created a a news network, yes, which is him in his suit with yes. a with the sign that his kids made yes. says SGN over his shoulder. And there is this beautiful <laughs> moment where you pan back and you can see his bookshelf and he's got this little plaque on it that says like, I heart dad. And it's just, I mean, it's the most charming thing. It's on YouTube. We're going to link to it in the show Here's notes. Here's a minute of it though. We'll play a little bit Yes. Here. 
And on a personal note, this week actually brought a whole lot of good news because it marked 15 years since this haircut was born. That's right. It was the 15th anniversary of The Office. And for more on that story, we go now to our entertainment correspondent, Steve Carell. Steve, is this working? Thank God for Nancy. (laughs) I literally just saw Nancy like your mom be like, hold on, let me just... Welcome to this highly produced show. I like your sign. Thank you very much. My daughters did it, by the way. So beautiful. This will be the graphic at the bottom of this. Of not right now. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> it's a, a note that says Steve Carell. So we'll, we'll share this video. And st- but it's also it's full of like clips of, of videos of really happy stories from around. Oh, the world it's so right touching. Now. It's very great. The video has. 3.3 million views on it and just came out yesterday. We're all desperate for some good news. So thank you to John Krasinski for doing that. And Steve Carell is such a delight. All right, Jay, what is your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank is running out of liquor. Uh, simple as that. <laughs> Not that we, that's, I mean, we, that's we're kind of making it sound like we drink a lot around here. We, we actually don't. But I had no, I, a little bottle look. of whiskey. It ran out. And the grocery store is near empty. And so tonight we're doing a we're doing a live stream. If you're hearing this on the podcast, you're going to miss it's it. It's over. But you but can go back and watch we're, it. We're doing a live stream on our wandering family that's a cocktail party. So I had to get... Uh, apple flavored Jack Daniels because they were out of a lot of stuff. They were. They. I mean, what was interesting because I went today this morning, this is Monday and the whole liquor aisle, um, everything else was in stock. Vodka, gin, rum, Hennessy, Crown Royal. All of it was there. Whiskey, gone. gone. And, and that's nothing. what I like. So Clearly we know what the Sedona area <laughs> is drinking right now. They're drinking a whole lot of whiskey. Uh, so yeah, this was, I mean, it wasn't, it was on sale too. It was some Jack Daniels apple whiskey. You can try it out tonight. All right. What's your fresh tank? Uh, my fresh tank is tech companies that are stepping up to help people out getting through this. I cannot tell you how many of my friends I have seen on uh, Facebook and other social media posting pictures of their Zoom hangout parties. Oh, I know. So how much fun. <laughs> Zoom is a teleconferencing software like Skype where you can, you know, have a, a virtual hangout with lots of different people and uh and and they're making it free right now. Anybody can use so Zoom great. right now totally free. And I love it it's a lot of companies are using it as well for uh virtual meetings and I've, I saw somebody say that one of the greatest things is they have a, there's a limit of 40 minutes on Zoom for their free version. So they're saying that one of the greatest uh, advents that, that Zoom has brought into the world is cutting all meetings to 40 minutes in length total. That's so, awesome. So companies cannot keep you there for more than 40 meeting. minutes of time unless they want to pay for it, which they don't seem to want to pay yeah, for it. Get to the point. Should we have a Zoom meeting? Maybe you and I can do we that might. one day. Like, so, just... And then another company that's doing something great that we just noticed at when they sent us a text message, Verizon is, gave us, I don't know if they did it for everybody, but they gave us an additional 15 gigabytes of hotspot data for this month for absolutely Each. no for for no fee whatsoever. Yeah. So that's real helpful to us. Certainly, hotspot and all I the think, things right now. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that's out there on the road that's that's got mm-hmm. Verizon on their uh, phones, that's really great for. So, so well, I'm thankful you, for that. So that's our fresh tank black tank segment. Yep. Quick and easy. Quick and easy on that In one. And out.
It's time to wrap the show up with the new brain teaser. Are you ready? I am. Mismatch Joe, that's his name. Mismatch Joe <laughs> is in a pitch dark room selecting socks from his door. Mismatch Joe sounds a little bit like me. Uh, he only has six socks in his drawer, a mixture of black and white. If he chooses two socks, the chances that he draws out a white pair is two thirds. What are the chances that he draws out a black pair? Henry's sitting next to me. Henry, do you know the answer? Do you need to think about it? Yeah, he needs uh, to think about it, Daddy. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. What do you say? Hold on. Henry wants to say something before it's we... It's a hard one. It's a hard one, Dad. He says it's a hard one. <laughs> All right. That's what she said. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for joining us this week on the RV Miles podcast. We hope that you were able to share a little bit of a laugh for us, whether it was with us or at us. Either way, we're just glad that you laughed. If you are enjoying the show, we would like to encourage you to please go over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star review. We would like to also say thank you to all of you who have done that. You have given us such a great gift in the fact that RV Miles is now a five-star podcast. It's awesome. It's amazing. We were so thrilled to see that. We'd been on 4.5 for a while. (laughs) Long time. Long time to kick up to that five. Y'all are the best. If you want to connect with RV Miles, we are all across social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure to watch on YouTube if you're only listening on the podcast where you can see our faces. You can come see Henry right now. And if you're watching on YouTube and you don't want (laughs) to see our faces, find us on any podcast app. We are on any app. And also, just a really quick... Uh, Our Wondering Family no longer has a YouTube channel. Go find us over on RV Miles YouTube. We are moving everything over to there. If you have any questions for us, editor at rvmiles.com. But until next week, thanks y'all so much for joining us and keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.